Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host attorney Rodney Dowell here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys improve their practice. We're glad you could listen today on Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, Executive Director of Massachusetts Lawyers Concern for Lawyers and Director of LCL's Massachusetts Law Office Management Program. Improving the lives of attorneys by offering free and confidential help for Massachusetts attorneys on issues ranging from depression and addiction to how to improve their business practices. For more information, visit us at www.lclma.org and www.massloma.org. Mass Low Map. I'd like to take this time to thank our sponsor, PC Law by LexisNexis. You can find more information at PCLaw.com backslash radio. And today on the Unbillable Hour, we will be speaking with Tom Mile about the explosive growth of the use of iPads in the legal profession. Tom's credentials are very impressive, including being the author of three books about the use of iPads, iPad in one hour for lawyers, iPad apps in one hour for lawyers, and soon to be released, iPad in one hour for litigators. Tom is a frequent speaker and writer about legal technology issues. He has several blogs, The Mile Marker, a legal technology weekly, and Interalia. You may have also have heard him co-host Dennis Kennedy on the Kennedy Mile Report, a legal technology podcast produced and distributed here at Legal Talk Network. Tom also chaired the ABA Tech Show in 2008 and chaired the ABA's Law Practice Management section last year. Tom, it's a real pleasure to have you, and I'm really looking forward to speaking about iPads. Well, thanks, Rodney. I am so pleased to be here and uh, to talk with you and your listeners. Oh, great. So uh, tell me, that's a lot of books to have written about the iPads. <laughs> what, what, what made you take the time to create a, a whole series of books on the iPad? Well, don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The third book okay. is, still in, is still in production. So I'm, I, I haven't finished the third one yet. I'm a little behind on my deadlines, uh, but we'll, we'll get past that. Uh, the, <laughs> the reason why and, and, and why we thought it was important in the law practice management section to do this is that, that um, you know, our, our publishing group in law practice management recognized that the iPad uh, was a had the potential to be uh, a, a very useful device for lawyers in their practice. Uh, it could be something more than just a toy, something they could use to be productive, to help provide better services to their clients. Um, but we've also found that uh, that some lawyers have short attention spans. Some lawyers just want to to be able to to learn the basics and and get to get started and and. We've had in the in the law practice management section for some time now a one hour series of books where the books are pretty short. They're just enough to uh, get started. It should take you about an hour to read, and uh, it just made sense for the iPad to have some of these books be one hour books to to help lawyers who maybe didn't need a lot of education to get just enough to understand how to uh, how to do certain things to to be more productive on their iPad. 
Oh, that's great. And I should just mention to our Massachusetts listeners that we have almost all of these one-hour books in our lending library. So if you're a Massachusetts attorney and want to look at these, come in and look at them, then you can order them from the ABA at a later time if you want. But back to the iPad, uh, it's clear to me that you, you know, you're obviously serving different purposes with the three books. And the iPad in one hour, the, the first one kind of looks like one of these, uh, you know, for dummies books, how to get uh, uh, Microsoft for dummies or whatever it is. So why is such a basic book required, Tom? Well, we tried to appeal not just to new users, but also to maybe more moderate users who, uh-huh. who have a little bit more knowledge to give them a little bit of information on on the apps to get you started with an iPad. But but to, to really answer your question, one of the things that, that we found is that for some lawyers, uh, just using technology is intimidating, and being able to uh, to have a step by step guide on here are the things I need to do to get my iPad set up. Here's how to set up my email, how to set up my calendar, how to uh, to do the things that are important to me in my job in a really very simple step by step basis was is a very helpful thing to do. I, I, we didn't want to make the assumption that people reading the book would uh, would have a, a baseline knowledge on tech. Technology, but frankly, the iPad, I think, is pretty easy to use once you get used to seeing it. In my presentations, I have pictures of you know ninety-year-old people using it and three-year-old babies using it, and 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 so what I try to say in the book is is that after this book, you will be able to use the iPad just as well, if not better, than most people who are using it, and and I think that's been pretty much the case. Yeah, it really seems like, and it, it seems to me like the people besides myself who have uh, read it and used it. Uh, are really have been impressed with like the uh, the useful tips and and it, it's very helpful because it, you don't get that kind of book necessarily when you buy the iPad you know something that just gets you off with the basics. Well, I think that's true. I think that that's the same with most technologies. And and you, I, I know a lot of lawyers who have found themselves at the at the computer self help uh, row at the bookstore, uh, either online or in a paper bookstore, looking for those dummies books, saying, "How do I use this uh, this particular tool?" And that's what we think the the one hour books serve is is I need enough to get me up and started on something, uh, and I can maybe learn more about it later. But here are the basics that I need, and 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 and. It's like you said, it's that missing manual. There's actually a series called the missing manual for different types of software. And, and, and we wanted to do something for the iPad. And that's perfect for attorneys because we all know that most of them have really uh, stressful uh, time management issues anyway. So they need to have something quick. But, you know, and then as I was reading through your iPad apps in one hour, uh, big step up, a lot more focused uh, why did you decide to do that kind of uh, follow-up? It's a big, big well, change. The, 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 main, the main reason why we wanted to do this book was that we recognize that there are a lot of apps in the App Store. I think that when you combine both iPhone and iPad apps, uh, Apple is now saying there's more than 700,000 apps that are out there. And that's, that's <laughs> way more than most people want to try <laughs> wow. to, uh, to do research on um, at any p- point in time. And so what I wanted to do was, I, I know, just like you said, lawyers have stressful, busy lives. Uh, they, uh, most of the lawyers I know say, 
say, just cut through all the all the flack and tell me what I need to know. Tell me every tell me what I need to get to, to understand. And so that's what I wanted to do here was to provide what I believe is sort of a curated list. Take some of the best categories that lawyers would need to uh, to 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 to, to per- use apps on the iPad: productivity, utilities, uh, security, uh, travel apps, reference apps, legal specific apps, and then provide a curated list of the best of the best. You know, not not just one of each, but maybe a couple of each so that people can make a decision on which app makes the most sense to them. So this sort of, for me anyway, represents the best of those categories uh, for lawyers to, to narrow down their decisions so they don't have to spend so much time doing research. Yeah. And I have to say, like, when I was going through it, I was really uh, appreciated the fact of how you broke that up, you know, uh, for the productivity uh, section and then the litigation section and so forth. So and, uh, you know, I hate to pin you down here, but uh, <laughs> since I have you on the on the online here, you know, as, as an attorney and especially someone who uh, is really tired of, of carrying around a heavy uh, laptop when I'm traveling, uh, you know, what I want for my iPad is I want to be able to check the email, to communicate effectively, see my calendar and task, and create or at least edit those documents. So to pin you down just a little bit, what what should I have on my iPad to make sure I can do those those very basic things? Uh, uh, things. You know, the only nit that I'll pick with your question is yeah. that that I, I, when I talk to lawyers about the iPad, most of them tell me that's what I'm doing already with my iPad. So can uh-huh. you tell me how to do more? Uh-huh. Um, and 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 but but you're right. Though that's the reason why most people get an iPad. Although I will say that many of those people also get an iPad to play games, to surf <laughs> the internet, to watch movies, to yep. do things that are not necessarily law related, but. To come back to your question, um, let's take them in order. Email, uh, probably the best the best tool to use is just the iPad's native email app. It's not perfect. It doesn't do a lot for you, but it's easy to use. It doesn't have the same bells and whistles as Outlook might have on your computer or Gmail might have, but it gets you access to your email. You can uh, you can reply and 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 communicate with other people. Uh, if you're a Gmail user, there's a Gmail app for it. Uh, there are aren't a lot of other email apps for the iPad that I would recommend at this point in time. So that's why I, I believe that the, the the regular native app is, I think that's what I use, I, I but I don't actually spend a lot of my time in email doing what I would call power emailing. I, I use it just for basic communication. Uh, uh-huh. For calendar, the calendar app on the iPad is also quite nice, but if you prefer something either a little bit cleaner or a little bit more comprehensive, there are a couple recommendations that I have. One is called Agenda. The Agenda Calendar is a very clean, crisp use of the calendar. It plugs right into your calendar data, so all you have to do is install the app, and it will it will take all that data out of your, your other calendar and put it in. Very easy to use and, and very nice and appealing uh, user interface. You want something a little bit more uh, imp- uh, comprehensive, then I recommend something called Pocket Informant. I think it's now called PI Pro or PI HD. I cannot, can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's Pocket Informant. It is a very comprehensive planner. It, when you open it up, it looks like you're opening up your day planner. You can look at things for today. You can look at things for the next week. You have multiple views. There's a task manager within the, uh, that app as well. Um, I think a very comprehensive way to, to look at apps. And then finally, to creating or at least editing documents, 
I would have either one of these two apps. One of them is Documents to Go. People may be familiar with that from uh, law. Documents to Go has been around for for years and years and years. It was available on my on my Trio a long time ago, and uh, uh, that that's a very basic document creation and editing app. Uh, my favorite actually is called Quick Office Pro HD. Um, I, I like it a little bit better. I think the user interface is more uh, is a little bit more appealing. However, I think that both of them do approximately the same in terms of creating or editing documents. Uh, the iPad is not necessarily a, a, a device to do heavy-duty formatting of documents. You really need your computer to do that. I think it's great for writing or revising or doing other things, getting text on, on a page, on a digital page. Um, so these apps ought to, do you, ought to do you pretty well for that. And I, I have to say, I, I think I have HD uh, documents, uh, uh, and I, I found that once I put that on there and started using my iPad uh, or uh, document editing with it, I, I found it so much more useful to be able to, to take that iPad with me and actually get work done. Uh, pretty fantastic, the applications that are available. No, I, I agree. I, the, the one complaint that I have uh, users tell me is is that neither of those apps will handle track changes. And uh-huh. and the, the fact of the matter is is that there aren't any apps out there right now that will handle track changes the way that we expect uh, to see a redline document. I think in Documents to Go, you can view track changes, but you can't actually interact with them. Or when you put new text in, it won't really show the track changes the way that you're expecting to see them. So for those people who that's important or, or for those people who work in a Word environment or Excel environment is really important. Yeah. I recommend getting an app called Cloud On. It's a free app. It it actually provides you with direct access to Office 2010. So you're working in Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. You have the, the same interface, but you're actually connecting to another computer that has that installed on it. It's not actually on your iPad. It's, uh, it's on a different computer. So the downside to that app is you must always be connected to the internet in order to use it. I don't recommend it if you want to be, you know, you're on a plane and you don't have wireless connection or you happen to be somewhere where there's no internet and you want to work on a document. Um, but uh, if, if working in a Word, Excel, Microsoft Office environment is important, then that's a good app to have and it's free too. Oh, that's, and it's free. Yep. Do they have like some, uh, is it a freemium model where they charge for storage at some point or something or? Well, uh, we're, we're waiting for that. We're waiting for yeah. the other shoe to drop on that. So far, no, but uh, I, I think that once they reach some sort of critical mass, I would expect to see some sort of freemium model, but I'm in, I'm enjoying the free while I can. <laughs> well, that's great. So uh, let me just ask you before we move on from, from discussing uh, iPad apps, what about working with PDF uh, and and taking notes on or are annotating PDFs. I think that that's the other thing that lawyers use uh, an iPad for uh, a lot is is to you know review memos, case law, uh, client documents, other things, and they tend to be in PDF files. and And there are two apps that I would recommend. Uh, the first app is called Goodreader. I think Goodreader is an app that you should have on your iPad no matter what because uh, the iPad doesn't come with the the ability to create folders uh, like you would see on your computer, uh, and and Goodreader simulates that. So it allows you to create folders. You can manage files and documents there, but it also contains because it's called Goodreader the ability uh-huh. to read just about any kind of document, including PDF files, and it 
it has some very nice annotation tools where you can highlight text, underline it, strike it out, put comments next to it, uh, draw in freehand if you want to draw draw a, or write a comment in somewhere. I really, really like Goodreader, and I think that you should have it whether you want to use it for PDF annotation or not. The other app that I would recommend is called PDF Expert. Uh, it it has the same type of annotation tools, a very powerful annotating uh, app. But I, I, the main reason why I like PDF Expert is, one, it allows you to fill out PDF forms. So if you're dealing with a form, you can uh, easily type in uh, that form on the iPad. And it also has the ability to sign to add a signature to a document. So you can uh, either add your own signature to a PDF file or just tap a button and present the iPad to your client. And your client can sign right there on the iPad and save that PDF file to a, to a folder. And then you're able to print it out or email it or, or send it out to somebody. And, and the client never has to sign a paper document. So so two very strong apps, I think, in the area of PDF annotation. Yeah, those sound like very powerful apps. It, it definitely uh, attorneys should have on their on their iPad. Now, the other thing that I thought I would use my iPad more uh, for more than I do is taking notes, like in a meeting, uh, and you know, written notes rather than typed notes. Do you have any suggestions to make that uh, more useful, or maybe it's just not something that's very well? Uh, developed yet? No, no, it's very, very well developed. But oh, I think okay. it depends on it depends on how much you like to write on the iPad. I thought when I got my iPad that it was going to replace my legal pad, and at first it didn't because I don't write very well. I'm not I, I'm not very uh, legible writer, and the styluses that were out at the time um, didn't really do a, a great job for me. But I have since found some apps that work very well, and some styluses, or maybe I should say styli is what people tell me I should say, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that, that work better. Uh, my my favorite note-taking app is called Note Shelf. Uh, I like it because it, uh, it it organizes your notebooks on a shelf itself and uh, very easy to, to get to those notebooks. It has a feature that no matter what note-taking app you use, you need to make sure whatever note-taking app you have has it. It's called the Zoom feature. Without the Zoom feature, you'll just be writing on the on the note page itself, and your handwriting can take up a page very quickly. With the Zoom feature, it shrinks your handwriting down so that you're actually taking up less space on the paper, and, and it's an invaluable feature to have, and a lot of note-taking apps have this. I also like... Uh, NoteShelf because you can save your notebooks as PDF files either to Evernote or to a Dropbox folder. So uh, very easy to get it out of your iPad and, uh, and, and make it useful in other places. Another app worth having is called Notability. And the reason why I like Notability is, is that it gives a little bit extra in terms of the note-taking capabilities. It allows you to record the audio of the meeting that you happen to be attending. So you can just press the, the record button while you're taking your notes and the the better the best feature is that after you're done, uh, it synchronizes the audio with your notes. So when you get back to your office and you want to know, you, you see in the notes, well, I didn't really take good notes at that point. What were we talking about during that point in the meeting? Just press there on the notes and the audio will begin playing from where you happen to uh, have, have taken the notes. So I think a, a really interesting tool if, you're, if you want to record uh, your meeting notes, keep in mind the recording files can take up a lot of space. So you want to have a, uh, you know, a, one of the bigger iPads and make sure that, that you've got lots of room to store those audio recordings if you plan to use something like Notability. Great, great. Tom, it's time for us to take a quick break and a word from our sponsor, PC Law by LexisNexis. 
Tired of all the headaches of running your law firm? Want to spend your time doing what really matters? Then you need PC Law. PC Law from LexisNexis is the legal industry's best-selling matter, billing, and accounting software. It has never been easier to manage your law firm and serve your clients. Get back to doing what matters to you. For a free trial, go to PCLaw.com radio. That's PCLaw.com radio. Or call us at 800-685-2161 today. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Promote yourself online with Legal Talk Network by becoming a featured lawyer. Your featured lawyer profile lets potential clients and referral attorneys get to know you in a five-minute podcast interview with Legal Talk Network, plus your photo, your bio, and your firm's contact info. Be part of the most progressive online legal network anywhere. Just call Legal Talk Network at 781-551-9960, that's 781-551-9960, or by emailing admin at legaltalknetwork.com. Be a Legal Talk Network featured lawyer now. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour on Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, joined by Tom Mile, author of iPad in One Hour. And I should say that's iPad One Hour for apps and for just the one hour. And also what I want to break into now, Tom, is talking about why you did a book focused on iPad for litigators. Because I did notice in your apps book that you had a small section on litigators. But tell me about why an iPad for litigators. Well, you know, when I was actively practicing law, I was also going to trial with lawyers and presenting, helping them to present technology, show documents and depositions and and other types of, of evidence. And the one thing that was clear to me when I did that was a lawyer can't go to trial and do this on their own. They can't. They need some help. They need to hire a trial technician. They need to have somebody in the firm to do this for them. It's just too much work to do and try a case at the same time. The iPad changes that, I think, at least in terms of certain trials and, 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 and hearings and things like that. With the iPad, you now have the ability as a lawyer to go into trial on your own and hold your own against people who have trial technicians. You can dem- show evidence from the iPad. You can pick a jury. You can do a lot of things in court that you previously weren't able to do just because it was too hard to, to do it and try a case at the same time. And so what I want to try to do in iPad in one hour for litigators is show uh, lawyers how it can be done, the types of apps that they need, how to use those apps, what their features are, and and some of the tips from trial lawyers who are using iPad and the iPad in court today on, on how to make the best use of it and, and some of the pitfalls to, to watch out for so they don't get embarrassed themselves in front of the, the judge or the jury. Well, so it sounds to me like that it's aimed at people like me when I was a litigator, very interested in technology, but usually, you know, not in a large firm. So I didn't have the IT person sitting behind me. And I always ended up going back to relying on paper just because I knew I could count on it. Uh, but it sounds to me like you've written a book here to to reassure someone like me who can walk in there and hold their own against a uh, larger firm. 
No, I think that's exactly right. Is it, it allows it, 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 it has, I hate to use the term levels the playing field, but I uh-huh. think it really makes it easier for lawyers to go in and, and show evidence. And, and, and now when you use a tool like Apple TV, you can actually present wirelessly. Uh, you can get up from your, from counsel table. You can walk around the courtroom. You can go and hand the iPad to a witness and you're not tethered by a bunch of wires, uh, to, to show it to them. And I think it's incredible liberating way to be able to present evidence, uh, but not only presenting evidence in court, you also, with the iPad, have a, a full legal research library available to you. It's all right there. You don't have to call back. You don't have to have a, 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 war, bo- a war box full of, um, of, uh, of, of rule books and copies of case law. Uh, it, it, it can really handle all sorts of things in the courtroom where in the past you had to rely on paper and a laptop to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to that one coming out. I think that'll be a big hit also. Uh, so I'm going to, I want to talk two two more things before we let you go for today. But first of all, I know we haven't talked about any hardware, but I wanted to ask yes or no on, on adding a wireless keyboard to your iPad. Absolutely, yes. I think that uh, if you plan to do heavy-duty typing, you do not want to rely on the iPad's on-screen keyboard. It's just not very pleasant to use. It's not easy uh, to, 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 to get around. It's not a full-size keyboard. And so I absolutely recommend having some type of Bluetooth keyboard around. And, and the, 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 the both the bad and the good is that there's lots of options out there. I happen to use Apple's wireless keyboard uh, it's $69. It does come separately. It's a very thin, so it's easy to pack. It's easy to carry. I like it because it's a full-size keyboard. That's the main reason why I like it. I know a lot of people prefer to have their keyboards in a case that can sort of wrap up their iPad and the keyboard all in one one thing. I like to keep my iPad a little bit thinner, a little bit more compact, so I don't do that. But uh, my the what from what I can tell from the reviews, the the one that I would use if if I had to use a keyboard with a case is the Logitech ultra thin keyboard, very thin keyboard that has magnets in it. And all you do is place the, the, the screen side of the iPad down on top of the keyboard and the magnets in both of them connect to each other. And you've got an instant case made from the the back of the iPad and the back of the keyboard. It's, it's a very thin, very elegant solution. It's about a hundred bucks for that. The, uh, uh, it's, it's what I'm seeing is a very popular option for, uh, for a Bluetooth keyboard. If you don't want to have to carry something bulky around. Great. Those sound great. Now, this is an impossible question, Tom, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have the like 700,000 apps that are out, 700,000 apps that are out there. Do you have a favorite that you would recommend? Yes. And you, you uh, can go to uh, two if you want. But. I do. <laughs> now, see, it makes it harder if you want me to go to two. Oh, do, let's just do uh, one then. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to one. You okay. know, my, I, I am an, I am a news and research junkie. I like to keep up with everything that's going on. I'm actually going to go to two here. Um, cause okay. these, this is currently how I keep up with, with most of what's going on in the world, uh, right now. And that is, um, a newsreader. I've always been a big fan of using RSS feeds and I use Google Reader 
here quite a bit uh, on my computer, but uh, there's no Google Reader app for the iPad. And so I use an app called Mr. Reader, uh, R-E-A-D-E-R, and it is uh, it, it plugs into your Google Reader account so it downloads them, but it makes uh, reading the news feeds that you subscribe to so much easier. I don't have to worry about visiting websites all the time to do research on them. The news comes to me whenever news stories are are, are posted on, on legal technology or just legal issues or, or news and political issues that I might be interested in reading. And then I can take that information and the app allows me to share it out wherever I want it to go to. So if I want to share it to some friends on Twitter, I can. If I want to share it to a Facebook page, I can do that. Um, I can save it to my Instapaper account so I can read it later. Um, I have an Evernote account. I could save it to Evernote if I want to. It's a very, very powerful tool um, in terms of what you what 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 you want to do. You can basically do anything you want to as far as uh, the reading of news and sharing it with other people. Uh, the other app that I use has to do with Twitter. I'm finding more often that I'm learning more from Twitter in terms of news than I am from some of my news feeds. And so I use on on my iPad, I use the Tweetbot uh, Twitter app. Uh, I think that it is the best and, and, and easiest interface to use for uh, using Twitter on the on the uh, iPad. It plugs directly into your Twitter account, and it also syncs with the iCloud. So I've got it on my iPhone and my iPad, and and whenever I uh, open one of the other ones up, it automatically syncs to where I was before, so it doesn't uh, lose anything, and, and I don't have to go back over tweets to look at them. So I would say those are my two favorite apps. I, I've got some productivity apps that I also like. We've already covered those, but uh, if I had to want to talk about the ones that I go to every day, it's those yeah. two. Okay, great. Well, listen, that wraps up this edition of the On Bill Wower, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Very special thanks to our guest today, Tom. Where should our listeners go if they want to find out more about you and if they want to purchase one or all of your books? Uh, two places. Uh, if you want to learn more about the iPad for lawyers, then go to iPad number four lawyers. That's iPad four lawyers dot squarespace dot com. That's my iPad blog where I try, I haven't been doing as well lately as I'd like to, but I try to keep updated on new apps and new tips for using the iPad. If you're interested in buying one of the books, then just go to ababooks.org ababooks.org and type in uh, either iPad in one hour for lawyers or iPad apps in one hour for lawyers. The litigator book is probably going to be a couple of months, so you might have to wait for that. All right. Well, great. And I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and for writing those excellent books. And listeners, you can subscribe to all our editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. Please feel free to continue this discussion on Twitter, where you can find me at Rodney Dow. I hope you will join us again on the next on Bill Blower, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Thank you. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast with Attorney Rodney Dowell. Join us again for the next edition right here on the Legal Talk Network.
Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app.